I'm Gareth Armstrong, and you're listening to a Razor's Edge podcast. This new series is all about avoiding the pitfalls, potentially destructive personalities, and resource traps associated with bringing employees into your business. It's also about best practice, maximizing opportunities, and bringing out the best of those in your employee. Who better to assist us with this than Alon Reyes, the CEO of Racecorp, who has been hiring employees for over 30 years. This really means that we, through this podcast series, are able to learn from his greatest hiring successes, as well as his worst employment blunders. It's a series jam-packed with value and this promise. If you take on board just a fraction of the insights this series contains, you are going to be making a much better employment decision. This is an introductory podcast where we ask Alon to define some elements for us to help us more fully appreciate and understand his thinking around hiring and also the insights that are to follow in the next episode and beyond. The first point we discussed was around what hiring means to an entrepreneurially minded business leader as opposed to a leader in a more established environment. Here are some of his thoughts. One of the biggest questions I get as as somebody who works with entrepreneurs is when is the right time to employ and when is the right time to contract and when is the right time for me to stop doing what I have to do. And to me, the answer is very, very simple. It's a simple mathematical formula. If you follow my thinking, I'm always about the entrepreneur needs to be selling. And so if the free time generated by that new individual will allow you as the entrepreneur the amount of time to go and sell, and if you believe the amount you can sell in that time available, now that's freed up, that GP, the gross profit on that sales is higher than the salary total cost to company of that employee, then you employ. So if I'm doing something and it's taking 15 days out of 30 for me to do, half the month I spend doing this thing and I employ somebody else to do that. They release 15 days into my schedule because they are doing it, but perhaps 12 because I have to manage them. If I believe in 12 days a month that I can get enough work to cover their salary, Okay, in, from the, the GP generated from that work, I employ. And that is the first part of the formula. The second part of the formula is if that is ongoing, is do I believe I can continue to do that? And that is about self-confidence, that you've got a product that you believe is valuable and you have the ability to sell that product at a profit. If that's in place, then you employ So I'm not one of those people who just employs willy-nilly. I'm very, very conscious about taking on new people. There has to be a justification. It can't be because we've got work. Because the question is, do I take on temporary people to do that work? Do I take on full-time people? Do I outsource it? What I do? When you make an employment decision, it's a huge decision. And too many entrepreneurs make that decision lightly and incorrectly. And so this whole series, this whole podcast series is going to be a step-by-step on what to think about in a very practical and pragmatic way for an entrepreneur where I understand the journey of an entrepreneur. I'm not reading this from a textbook. I've been there. I know the angles on how to do this. And I know how we bullshit ourselves as entrepreneurs to justify one decision or another, whether we should employ or not employ. So I'm going to be talking about that. How many times in the past have you ignored evidence that says, don't do it? 
you probably talked yourself into employing someone that turned out to be a disaster hire and it cost a great deal of time and energy to bring the ship back onto an even keel after you finally got them out the door. Perhaps as you're listening to this, you're busy justifying an appointment that in actuality should not be made. Alon admits to having done this many times, but shares that he and his team have created disciplines to help avoid these kinds of mistakes. When we employ anyone at Rose Corp, there are about 20 odd individual steps, pieces to that selection process. And I'm not talking about like in an interview process where first we do a telephonic, then we do a this and then. If I exploded out to the subsets of all the different pieces, if you add that, there's probably a hundred steps in that. So just to give you a clue, one in 104 people who apply for a, a guiding role, a mentorship role in RaceCorp is successful. One in 104. That is a huge amount of impediment to somebody coming into the organization. It's, it comes at a huge cost of time, money, pressure, and all the, the stuff around that. So why do we do it? Because our view is that if we spend that time up front selecting the very best that's appropriate for us, then we will have a much higher success rate and a much longer relationship with that individual. And that individual will be able to grow with us into the future. When you take the first person who comes along, and I've been there, just because they prepared to work for you at that salary, then you find very often you don't know what you want, they don't know what you want, that causes issues. Those issues then cause other issues, which cause other issues, and it's this terrible spiral downward. And so for me, it's better to spend the time up front and slowly. You don't have to do it all in one day. Slowly, slowly, you build your processes and you start to come better and better. You have less and less issues, which gives you more and more time. You use that time to get better and better. And so you know, if I look at our staff turnover over the years, there's a massive decline in, in the curve as we've got better and better in terms of the tenure of our individuals that grow with us we enjoy working with them more they grow as individuals they are happy they move into different parts of the business bringing their experience from other parts and it's a much better environment than it was 10 or 15 years ago and that's around my maturity as a leader and the organization's maturity in terms of saying no to people who look good on paper but you know instinctively that they cannot, will not fit into your organization. Here's what I hope you are hearing. Alon and his team have walked the mistake-heavy path. Because of this podcast series, you and I don't have to. We'll undoubtedly and inevitably bang our heads a few times, but these don't have to be nearly as serious or nearly as expensive hiring hospital visits as Alon will be sharing in each episode that follow hereafter. During the series, we'll also learn about the 20 steps Alon has referenced and also address the many hiring questions asked to Alon on a regular basis. If this sounds like information that would be valuable to you, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or sign up for notifications of new episodes at racecorp.com. To close off this introduction, here's a final word from Alon. Well, Gareth, it's not exactly wisdom that I'm sharing. It's, it's called scars that I'm sharing. It's the pain that I've experienced by not having insight into 
why hiring is so important for a growing entrepreneurial business that's on a limited budget. You get it wrong and it could be the end of you. And in fact, we know the stats of 96% of businesses fail. A big part of that failure rate is the hiring of the uh, people who are either inappropriate or inefficient for the business. And the entrepreneur doesn't have the focus ability to control the situation and therefore lands up wasting this all-important resource called money and time. And that eventually leads to their demise. Alon is a very experienced entrepreneur. And if he regards hiring the way he has described here, then perhaps we need to consider it in a similar light. That's it for this introductory episode. A reminder, go to racecorp.com to sign up for updates. My name is Gareth Armstrong, and Alon and I will see you in the next discussion.